What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Hey everybody, welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. My name is Tracy, and Leslie will be joining us in just a little bit. I'm hoping that you are ready to say yes to spirit and that you've joined us today because you agree with us that this practice, actually, of saying yes to spirit requires us to intentionally practice. It requires us to um, to say yes every day, maybe on Sundays, every minute and every hour. And so Leslie and I come together to um, remind ourselves as much as to remind you that this is always our choice. Leslie, are you with us? I am, I am. And I love that. You know, I just uh, talked to a friend earlier about that movie Yes Man with John Kerry where he had to say yes to everything. Yeah, well, he chose to say yes to everything. (laughs) He chose to say yes to everything. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking about that, that that's, uh, as you were saying that, you know, it's a conscious choice of what I am saying yes to. And if I'm, you know, taking that action, it's an action step. That's just really rang true for me this morning that I have to be in in positive action. I'm always in action. And, you know, whether I'm not I'm making it an action by choice or not, I guess, is the question that came to mind. Right. I love that. Well, I'm always in action. That is so true, right? We're always doing, every breath we take is renewing our lives. So we're always in action. We're always in movement toward whatever is to be. And uh, But how, how much of that is intentional? Most of the time, well, I'll speak for myself, most of the time <laughs> I'm on automatic default. I'm not consciously and in Intentionally choosing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, true, so, so true. we consciously and intentionally choose to say yes to spirit. Yes. Yes. And um, and if you're listening for the first time, we you generally choose a theme for the week, and um, and then we talk about that theme, or at least allow that theme to guide us into a conversation about what it means to say yes to spirit in regards to that or in regards to whatever's going on in our lives. And this week our theme is faith. You would think a show that um, is about saying yes to spirit would have, you know, in in the almost four years we've been doing the show, you would think, well, surely they've talked about faith like every quarter or every six (laughs) months. And we were looking back at the list of topics we've covered and found that we had only talked about faith, I think, once before, and that was in the first six months of the show. That is crazy. Yeah. So we talk about faith all the time, but to really set the intention that the theme and the focus for our entire conversation would be faith is something that it is way past time for us to do. 
Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we always connect the dots with our theme from the previous week, or the previous show, and our most recent show was focused on intention. So, Leslie. <laughs> you know, isn't that a fascinating thing? I was just thinking about intentions earlier today and putting that thought in action that we were just talking about. And for me, then, faith becomes the thing that says this is going to work out, that I don't have to work out the details, I don't have to know the details, I don't have to even conceive how. That is where the faith comes in. And I think I've really, this last week, as always is interestingly the case, of course, my life parallels the Say Yes to Spirit show. But I've been really acutely aware of how how when I'm trying to control the outcome and, and manage it and not and not allow faith or the divine or something else to manage it, then, you know, I'm very limited in my resources. But when I can let go and let God, you know, a whole other realm of something opens up and to have the faith, it just sounds so simple and so trite. And I think that's um, why it's important to talk about to kind of realize, yes, it's simple, but it's not trite and it's real. You know, it's not just, it's not just words, faith. It's not just a word. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of life to it. So there it is. Intentions take the action and faith is the doing, I guess. There's my connect the dot idea. I like it. So um, that's our connect the dots this week. So we're going to take a, a little break, and when we come back, we will dive more deeply into our theme for this week, which is faith. Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit with Tracy and Leslie, and our theme today is faith. So I'm going to start us off with um, a paragraph from uh, the book How to Use the Science of Mind, Principle and Practice um, by Ernest Holmes. And this particular chapter is titled Function of Faith. First paragraph reads as Nothing happens by chance in the universe. Everything is in accord with law. Faith is a law and acts as such. 
the law of faith is a law of belief, a belief so complete that the mind no longer rejects it. This belief must be subjective as well as objective. It must penetrate our inner consciousness in the paragraph. And that line that faith is a belief so complete that the mind no longer rejects it. Yeah. You know, really jumped out at me. And I I think that, that... Go ahead. No, uh, you know, the idea that that is where the the human side doesn't, that ego or that fear doesn't get to play the game anymore. Yeah, I guess, yes, it gets to sign up for the new game, which is step yeah. forward into yeah. this that I believe, um, you know, the Bible scripture that says, you know, faith without works is dead, um, it's it's belief, if it's just, um, you know, if it's just a mental thing, a mental belief that has a counter within your own mind, then the counter, like you said, the ego is likely to say, oh, no, you can't, we can't do that, or no, you shouldn't do that, or that's not going to work, um, or, you know, you can't take the next step until you know the next three steps beyond it. And that's our humanity. But the reality is when we truly execute faith, execute based on our faith, we take action that reflects what we say we believe. Now, we don't, we don't get stuck in action or we don't choose actions that are not in alignment with what we say we believe. Here's a ponder. If um, twelve steps, you have that famous say, saying, "Act as if." Uh huh. So, if I am conscious in my choices, in my intentions, or in my choices, and acting as if I have faith, then does that action create faith, or does my belief, my sort of mental acknowledgement or spiritual acceptance of faith, belief in faith, and kind of rooting that, does that then create the positive actions, the chicken or the egg, or both and? Well, no, I think the faith is the action. Faith faith is not mental. The belief is mental. It's what I think or what I want, you know. It can and it can be reflected in how we feel, what I want, what I'd like. But the belief is mental. It's not faith until you do something about the belief. So acting as if is the same in my mind as stepping out on faith. I'm gonna pretend I know this belief is already true and act on it. I am exercising or demonstrating faith that this really is true, so I must do this. I must, um, you know, say my affirmations three times a day because I am I am putting my belief into some physical action. So the faith to you is the physical action. It's not sort of a uh, an energetic shift within. It's an action. That's interesting. That's interesting. 
Well, if you have faith, that's what drives you to do what you do. If you, you know, we say step out in faith, right? Step Mm -hmm. out in faith. Step out. That's an action. That's a verb. Make a choice. Do something that reflects the belief you are or the intention you have set. And you don't know that it's going to work. Yet you take the action anyway. So faith, and yes, and I, in my in my frame of thinking about it, faith is. If someone tells me I have faith in, I have faith in God as my source, but their actions reflect that they won't do anything until they already know the answer and they have all the ducks lined up in a row. They don't have faith in God as their source. They have a belief that God is the source, but they're not taking any action. That's interesting. I like it. I think that's an interesting idea that the idea that the faith is the the physical action. And I, I often think I'm demonstrating faith in something by my actions. My actions can tell me what I'm having faith in. If exactly. I'm having faith in fear, then, you know, my actions would reflect that. If I'm having exactly. faith in spirit, then my actions would reflect that. So that's the same kind of thing. Right. And it's what you said, or what you said earlier. We're always in motion. We're always taking action. We're always doing something. And, yes, our actions demonstrate or or show ourselves and the world what it is that we have faith in. I have faith that I am, and I think that's why we, you know, talk about you can't have fear and faith at the same time, that, you know, you're either, you're moving from fear to faith when you take the next step, but most of us actually live a lot of our time with faith in the negative outcome. That faith and fear are the same energy. (laughs) And we have complete and total faith that we're going to to lose our home, get diagnosed (laughs) with cancer. Um, Our spouse is going to ask for a divorce. Whatever we think is the worst possible thing that can happen, right? We have complete faith because that's what we worry about. That's what we think about. That's what we complain about. That's what we tell our friends about. That's what we talk about, and that's what we prepare for. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the sticky wicket of it all, isn't it? Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's um, it's not always – it's simple, but it's not always easy. And yeah, I, I so, think uh, it's hard. Right, we we do have to. I think you're absolutely, you know, right to remind us that whatever we're doing shows the world what we have faith in, who we have faith in, what we have faith in, because we are always expressing that. And that can be a good indicator for me to kind of, you know, understand what's going on and slow down and look at, you know, what am, what is my mind doing and how does that 
reflect what my faith is. And I um, this week had uh, a, a real understanding of that concept, that 12-step slogan, let go and let God. Uh-huh. And it, you said something earlier about, you know, people wanting to know the 10 steps that it's going to take. And that is kind of exactly counterintuitive to the idea of letting go and letting God. Uh, yeah. And it seems, um, you know, almost seems like I'm not doing my part. If I don't know the 10 steps, you know, my human mind will say, oh, I have to know the 10 steps. I have to be responsible. I have to, you know, understand what's happening. I have to make this happen. I have to be accountable. I have to be. And I was thinking this morning, the actual thing that I'm accountable to is doing my daily practice, my spiritual practice, that I'm accountable for managing my thoughts and keeping them um, in a positive outcome, happy, joyous, and free in the moment kind of thinking. You know, those are kind of the two things that I came up for myself. That's my job. And my job pretty much stops there. And I thought, how could that be? You know, I have to do, you know, all these other things. No, not really. I just have to be open to respond to what the universe presents in the moment. I don't, I don't have to take those 10 steps ahead. I just have to do my spiritual practice, manage my mind, and be aware and be on the lookout for where I can say yes to spirit, where, spirit's, where spirit is taking me. And, um, and that just, you know, like you were saying, it just almost seems too simple. But it's really, you know, so simple it's hard kind of thing. I agree with you. And I, my brain is saying but, but, which is unusual. But, um, it, is, but it is. So but, 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 lots but. of buts in my mind. What where I'm hesitating is around um, what someone might hear and interpret as, you know, there is one other part that's really important, and that is that you do set the clear intention that you choose, you know, yeah. that you choose that each one of us is really clear what it is we want because it's spirit. What spirit wants is to give us what we have chosen and what we have said is the priority. So the idea of waiting and seeing what spirit presents or brings or brings forth in the context where you've been clear about what your intention is, what your desire is, what it is you want to achieve or do. Yes, good point. That's exactly the mind that I know what I want, but my mind doesn't. But then I don't have to know the ten steps. Yes. I just have to be clear that, you know, somewhere down the line, ten steps or twenty steps from now, this is what I demand in my life, or this is what I want to experience, and that then I need to be open. I need my. Yes. I take the first step, and my spiritual practice and everything that I do is alert for how. I just want to see how the universe is going to work this out. Yes, and that, and that's. I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly accurate. Because yes. you know, it's like I have to have the end game in my mind, but the actual how the game's going to be played, I just have to wake up and. Yeah, and I know you well enough to know you were saying it in that context, but I'm aware of that. Oh, I appreciate that. You know that. how many yes. millions of people watch the movie The Secret, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they got that, well, I just 
change my thought, and it'll poof, appear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff in the middle. <laughs> right. Like, uh, yeah. And so faith is absolutely that that being attentive to the universe is conspiring for my good. Let me pay attention to see how it's laying it out for me. Right. And most of the time we just think, I've said what I want. I want, um, you know, I want the new car, the new luxury car. Um, and so now I've said that, I'm just going to sit at home. Well, you know, maybe that flyer you got in your mail that went to all people in your zip code that had the, um, you know, come to our dealership and uh, you'll get a minimum of $4,000 towards your new car. And you saw it and you dropped it in the trash because you're like, oh, this is junk mail. What if that was junk mail that for you was going to take you to that dealership and even though they don't even sell the make of car you want, the first car you see when you pull into their lot on the used car lot is the model you want, you know, from two years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And you would never have gone to that dealership. What mm-hmm. if? You know, it's like we don't even see that stuff. We're on automatic. Oh, that's junk mail. Throw it in the trash. We should and complain about it. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd stop sending this stuff. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't ask. I didn't sign up for this. And right. there, there's the universe putting the step right in your hand, and you don't even see it. So the universe doesn't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll mm-hmm. give you another step. Mm-hmm. But we probably make the universe create 40 steps. <laughs> to work really hard to get when them. we could do it in eight or ten people together over time, yes. And it's really interesting um, to play that game of looking for the signs or looking for spirit or looking for whatever the language that we use for it um, and, and not thinking of it as hocus pocus yeah. or magic or miracle or something out of the ordinary. Yeah. But to really look at it as this divine dance that is really the setup of this whole thing called the human experience in terms of that there's this very active partner known as spirit or divine with me. And divine's only way of interacting with me is through other people, through the newspaper, through a song on the radio, through a flyer, through, you know, whatever, the creator, you know, I wish for those days when, you know, in the Bible where didn't God come down and like, I, I want him to sit he down. He wants the burning I want to, yeah, to sit down and have a conversation and say, oh, okay, you want the, oh, yeah. the flowing robe Some, with, isn't that what, with his didn't he used to, didn't he used to come down and, yeah, I'd like that, actually, but. You know, alas, I'm I'm stuck with newspaper articles or something. But um, I think that, uh, that 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 the divine's way now of connecting with me is through people and through uh, things and through my thoughts and through um, you know everything and anything. But I have to be awake to it, and when I'm awake to it, I hear it all the time. You know, it's everywhere in everything that I see and do. And when I'm, you know, asleep to it or or trying to work out the ten things, I cannot tell you 
over the course of the last few months. I'm getting paid at a job differently now, so I'm getting a paycheck every other week, which is a different amount of money than getting paid once a month. And so I cannot tell you how many times I will call, because I don't keep really like a checking book, you know, but I will call the bank to see how much, like four times a day. <laughs> just to see how much. Okay, can I send this $20? Or I should call. You know, instead of just, you know, I know I have this budget, and as long as I stay in this budget, the money's not going to just disappear, right? You know, okay. I have this $100 for this period of time. You know, I've spent 30 The other 70 are there. But, you know, it's like, I just want to call and make sure. I just want to have that electronic voice tell me, yeah, you can spend that $20. And what's that about? Instead of just going with the flow of, I know I have this money for this period of time, and it's good. But I, oh, I got to I gotta check. got to make sure. Something well, might have happened. Actually, you know, so, so yes, I, I'm laughing about, you know, the, the point you're making. But then I'm also sitting here going, and why would you call? Like, why wouldn't you go online? Or oh, why I would you call? Right. <laughs> so I'm not like, that person. Call. Uh, I like the little automated sound. But you're right. Now it's all voice. It's not yeah. like calling a yeah, person. No, no, no. You right. put in your account number, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it tells you your current balance. Right. Is. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. But that four concept, times a day. And you know, I mean, you know, some days, yes. And it, that that concept, though, of but that's what we wanting do. that human reassurance versus relaxing. I, you know, this is working out. This is so fun. Like, I love this example because it is a perfect example for faith. Do I have faith that God is going to fulfill God's promise? Mm-hmm me in terms of my life. And if I do have faith, then, you know, why am I saying a prayer when I wake up and then worrying all day? It's like I'm going to pray about it or I'm going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Because my worrying about it is like you calling the bank. It's like, well, did you really mean it, God? Mm-hmm. Is that really true, God? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really think it's true, and so what? this could happen, or this could happen, or what if that happened? Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. what would I do? Mm-hmm. And so we are expressing our faith, our faith in that it's going to go wrong. In the doubt, yes. Our faith that God is not as powerful as we say we believe God is. Mm-hmm. We're expressing our faith in a negative outcome, through our worry, and since the universe always and only says yes, our worry energy 15 or 18 times during the same Mm -hmm. 24 hours Mm -hmm. where we said a prayer once, a prayer of affirmation and belief Mm -hmm. once, the universe sees that our energy is about, is attached to Mm -hmm. this not happening. Right. It's not going to make it happen until I step in faith toward it. And the question, I think, for me becomes, you know, I have this, and I'm really glad you pointed that out, because I do have the end game in mind. I I understand, I kind of have a sense of who I'm supposed to be in the world. But it appears, you know, every day, that's not happening. And so am I waking up every day going, wow, it didn't happen yesterday and I'm fairly certain it's not going to happen today because this is just ridiculous and, you know, I must be crazy. Or am I waking up saying, 
wow, you know, it didn't happen yesterday, but today must be the day. So I got to be on the lookout. I got to. I love the movie Author. I never can say that Author, the funny Dudley Moore movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Liza Minnelli is a shop shoplifting when they meet, and he's taken with her shoplifting skills, and so they <laughs> they're talking and. At one point in the movie, she uh, she's talking about meeting her Prince Charming or something, and and she said, you know, I I always knew it would happen. I got up every morning and I put my makeup on and I put my best shirt and dress on and I told myself today might be the day I meet my Prince Charming. And so you know, she was getting ready every day in expectation today might be. She didn't wake up saying, man, I did all that yesterday morning. Screw that. He didn't come. I'm not. You know, I'm wearing my blue jeans today. So. You know, how am I anticipating my day? It's really important for me to remember. And it does make a difference. It, it, you know, <laughs> it, it does. And I, when you were saying the, you know, am I starting my day with, well, it didn't happen yesterday, but today might be the day. Let me stay alert. Yeah. You know, I, I, a lot of times I, I know I'm guilty of, Believing whatever the it is, yeah, it's going to happen today. But I'm so focused on what the end result of the it looks like. I Mm. miss all the things that are put in Mm. front of me every day that are the stair steps. They're moving toward it. Yeah, Mm. and that for me is a real is a real challenge sometimes to. That's interesting. Step back and go, oh, I want to be, I want to experience financial freedom. Mm -hmm. So if I'm only looking for, like, the big chunks of money or the, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the car being paid off or the house mortgage being, you know, paid off, and I don't feel like I am getting the financial freedom I prayed for because I still have these bills that come in every month, right? Mm-hmm. Or do I look at it as, wow, every time I write a check or every time I go online and make a payment, I am contributing like a drop in the right bucket. Right of how cool this is that I have plenty of money to pay this electric bill and pay my mortgage this month, and it is getting me one step closer to financial freedom. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so subtle, but it it, it makes all the difference. Yeah, or energetic around Uh it, Uh you know, or Uh am I... Well, I have the money to pay. I barely got to pay my mortgage this month. Right. Oh, my God. Right. I have the money What's going to happen this. next month? But if I pay this now, then I'm not going to have the money to do this. <laughs> it's like, no, pay it now. Celebrate that you have the money. Wow. Right. How cool great. is this? this is great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, you know, I can remember... Gosh, too bad you didn't know me back in the day when I was a happy person, Tracy. But, you know, I can remember when I... And it's interesting because it was around the time I started going to Al-Anon, and they talk about the you know kind of pink cloud kind of thing. But there were probably two or three years there where, I mean, it was just all green light, and 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 there was just nothing, nothing could go wrong. And even if everything was completely chaotic in my life, I was so happy. It was all just about it. this is just about to turn around. This is just 
I don't know what that is, but that's not, I don't know what that, that's not me. And people always, and I've said this before, but it's true, they would always think I was on drugs. They always <laughs> said to me, you have to, what, what are you taking? What do you do? You know, they could not accept that I just, nothing bothered me. It, it was a happy day every day, every minute, every moment. And, and all of those people telling you it wasn't possible created your new belief. <laughs> <laughs> Damn them, ruined it for me. Those human, those human beings, those human dwellers. Uh, yeah, yeah. You begin to believe earth it. people. Well, yeah. You know, it's fascinating, yeah, because I think, you know, I, I've often said I'm living my life in reverse. <laughs> you know, I... What was this, that the, movie? The struggles I have now are, you know, people have these in their 20s. <laughs> I'm supposed to be way past this. Yeah, Benjamin. Yes. Yes. Benjamin Button. Yes, Benjamin Button. But, uh, you know, it is an interesting thing, and I think, I guess, you know, that's that's a blessing and a curse that I have that memory. I have that stored away. I understand how it works. It's a blessing. Because <laughs> otherwise you'd be suicidal. Right? Well, I am suicidal half the time, so I guess I'd be suicidal all the time, right? It's like you know that it is possible. Yes. You have lived yes. ex- it, experienced yes. it, yes. and it is just the journey return, the mm-hmm. return journey to it, mm-hmm. and if that, yes, if you had not had that in your life, what, is, what an even scarier True that, true that. I wouldn't know it was possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fascinating because I do think about that with people, and I, um, you know, it's hard to, well, for me, in some ways, it, 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 it seems trivializing. This woman that I was working with this morning um, it was really in a clear amount of pain about her job, and she'd been, you know, for a year, every morning on a Saturday, had been talking about how she hates her job and how horrible it is, and now it's manifested into she's probably going to be fired. And so it's really difficult to sit and say, "Wow, well, let's, you know, how to how to," without sounding completely like you, contrite right. and like you know, completely mm-hmm. like I'm like this, you know, who are you to say that kind of thing. So, but it's a, when, when I can step back and say, okay, look, you know, I mean, the divine, you had a year to take some sort of action, and, and you didn't, so this, the divine is helping you. You know, and, and how to say that without, you know, without really having sounding, someone slap you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or curse you and, out. And pay you money to say it. That's really exciting, you know. So, and I think it's maybe because I, I really believe it and I have faith in it that I can, you know, I, I guess I see it as significant to say out loud to to give people even that jolt of what the hell are you saying, you know, because then at least it opens a doorway, I think, or cracks a window to, because when you just look at it objectively, I mean, the facts show you have actively, actively every day, there's no been no positive about this job for a year. So the facts would show, if you step back and look, that something had to give. And if you weren't going to take well, the action. That if the universe is always saying yes, and you're saying, I hate this job, I wish I, I didn't have to work here, I don't like coming here, blah, the universe will be like, okay, great, we can, we can work it out. You know, you've built enough energy around not wanting to be there. Right. That we can help you not be there. And then, you know, you can be mad at us, but... We're just responding to what you 
have said, you've always wanted to do blah, 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 or you've always wanted to, you'd rather work in a different environment. Now go find that environment. And what I'm trying to language now is because I have this idea in my mind of what I'm supposed to be doing in the world, and it doesn't really, it's not my day-to-day now, but I'm trying to language of, I am so grateful for my day-to-day now because it's providing me a day-to-day income, and I know this other thing that I'm meant to do in the world will manifest alongside this. (laughs) I don't have to self-destruct what's happening now to get that, you see. And I think that, you know, if I look at how am I languaging things in my mind, how am I... How am I saying things? Oh, man, I love this. Thank you for this paycheck, and now I'm going to you know, start doing this other project of doing stand-up stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a languaging. It is. It's, it's so many times with, with when I'm working with clients, which makes me then remember it for myself. Yes, yes. But, yeah, so often with clients, and, and I'll be like, you know, the way you're phrasing that means that it has to be, Choice A or choice B, mm-hmm. and which is really, human, and right, right, because we do. We think either mm-hmm. or, you know, and uh, up, down, high, low. We think in opposites, and it's so. If I want to have, I currently have A, and I want B, and I'm always talking about it as complaints about A, this isn't working about A, and what I really want is B, and I can't see the bridge. Right. I can't see, a, and I'm not including smooth transition. I'm not even having the option in my head of a bridge. I'm just right. thinking somehow I'm supposed to be lifted from A and, be and dropped, dropped into, into B. B. That's and not really like, no. It's not that it's impossible, but most of the time when we talk about it, we're so stringent about this is terrible, this is horrible, this is what I really want, and A has to go away to get me in order to have the fallow space Mm -hmm. and to build the bridge that gets you to B. And, you know, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, actually, because I was working with a client, and the... The image that came to mind for me was a number of people I know who at, you know, in the part of the story that I was, that was coming to mind, they were single mothers and needed to provide support for their children and also knew that they would not be able to get a better paying job without their college degree. Mm. And when I the the image that came to mind was person after person who I've met who had a job they didn't like, were raising, for example, two children, school age children, and going to college, taking classes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. going to junior college and then going to college. Online college. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> um and you know, and then getting their degree mm-hmm. and their children being a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see these folks who, you know, women who they go to graduation and they're really excited and their 12-year-old and their 6-year-old, you know, right, right, are, right. are there and they've been going to classes for the last, you know, five years. And that struck me as 
See, that's the example of being totally grateful for what you have because it's allowing you to, you know, to have a place to live, maybe not the nicest place or the kind of place you want to provide for your kids. Maybe it's an apartment, but you need to make more money so that you, cause, so you can buy a house and have a yard, whatever the motivation is. But it's like they are really clear. Mm-hmm. I could just think of, you know, a dozen examples of women who were really clear. And they didn't sit around and say, I hate my job and I want a better job and not take any action toward it. Right. So they went to job to their job every day. They, you know, they realized it was important mm-hmm. for them to go to work, have good attendance, you know, get good performance reviews, have benefits, health benefits for themselves and their kids. And they did it, even though they didn't. They knew that wasn't their end game. Right. And they raised their kids. That wasn't optional. Although some people act like it is, but that you know, it's like that wasn't optional, and they took whatever steps they could take to the new, mm-hmm. and then you see this graduation day where it's like, wow, you know, and then a, a couple of the women who I you know know to remember, you know, that five years ago mm-hmm. they were barely making minimum wage, and now because they have a degree and they've you know, change jobs, change companies, you know, that they, I, I, about uh, six months ago, one woman came to mind who, you know, bought her first home. Nice. And her kids, and, you know, that was what she wanted, a home with a yard, and each of her daughters have their own room, and, uh, you know, it's like, it's a dream come true, and it's a miracle. Right, but she did her part. But it's exactly as it was designed to be. She did, she, she did had faith. What is that topic? Faith. Yeah, it's a perfect example. Faith is the action you take. Faith is demonstrated by the action you take. Yeah. Okay. That I that I like. Okay, because I was having difficulty with the idea of faith being action, but faith, the thing that demonstrates through the action, whatever I have faith in, is what my actions reflect. My faith. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And that's true. And otherwise, um, it's just an idea. Right. Or belief, but you can have a belief that you never take action on. Right. We have lots of beliefs that we don't take concrete physical action on. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I talk about working with the women in the jail a lot and um, each week we have a different one we call it dive deep opportunity it's a weekly challenge of something that they are to do every day to demonstrate man I'm really working my program or I'm watching bad TV and doing hair which they can do amazing things with hair in jail I just have to say that out loud unbelievable without any kind of combs or brushes or anything amazing but anyway um, so this dive deep on Wednesday the challenge was to draw two pie pieces, two pies, two whole pies on a piece of paper, and every day, at the end of the day, you look at one pie being the 24-hour period, and you try to break it up the best you can remember. Okay, I spent, in jail, 15 hours sleeping, um, and I, you know, I spent an hour and a half going to class. I spent 
four hours gossiping. I spent, you know, an hour and a half doing homework. So try to break up that 24 hours and see you on your pie chart how much physical, actual time you're devoting to what activity to just get that black and white in front of you. And the other pie chart, at the end of the day, you try to reflect back over your day and you shade in. If you look at that pie chart as 100%, you shade in the percentage that you were in negative self-talk, that you were like, oh, my court date's never going to come. I've been forgotten. Oh, my son of a bitch husband is, you know, out there screwing every woman. Can I say all that on the radio? But anyway, you know, how much of my mind chatter is things that I can't control or things that I, you know, anxious thoughts or worry thoughts or fear thoughts or anger thoughts or gossip thoughts and how much was my mantra, my affirmations, my, and to shade that other pie to reflect that. And so that you have a very clear, uh, what is that? That would be objective, right, information. At the, at the end of the week, you can look at 14 pies and you can say, wow, look at what I'm doing. I'm really on task here or my goodness you know I have some different choices I need to be making yeah if I made a different choice maybe I would be a little less stressed angry resentful whatever adjective comes to mind and if women who are confined to the jail can do that how interesting it would be Mm-hmm. For those of us who are not in jail, yeah. to um, reflect upon, we have so many more choices. <laughs> we have unlimited choices. And in many ways, how are we? How are we choosing? Mm-hmm. How how and and we've already said it, but how much of the time am I not choosing consciously? I'm letting my subconscious choose for me and just play out my life. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's in charge here? Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's, 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 it's information back to me. What is happening? My mind, my... Well, my mind, basically. You know, that's the thing for me. You know, who's in charge of my mind? And how am I making that an awakened state and not a sleep or a fear-based state. So I'm going to read another paragraph. Read to us. It's kind of like, can you picture a campfire? Ernest Holmes, How to Use the Science of Mind. And um, it's, it's also in this chapter called The Function of Faith, and Ernest Holmes is talking about the example set by Jesus And the paragraph reads like this. Jesus laid down the whole law as one of belief. He made it so simple that its meaning has eluded us. We have wondered by what special act of grace or divine providence he was able to heal the sick, (laughs) turn water into wine, or multiply loaves and fishes. Jesus did not reverse the laws of nature. He reversed the common use of these laws. He was not merely a man who had great faith. He used his faith Mm. in a positive rather than a negative way. His faith in good was equal to the average man's faith in evil. It was not a different faith. It was just a different use 
of faith. But you got to write that down. I'm going to make a copy of that. That's, so, I mean, you know, it's, and we've, that's we've, powerful. we've said it, oh and you said gosh. it earlier, oh that, my. you know, faith and fear. It's oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, the fear and the worry is just demonstrating that we have faith in the worst possible outcome, right? But it, it's like, oh, I love that. Jesus was not merely a man who had great faith. He used his faith in a positive rather than a negative way. So that's also about faith just as a as a mental concept. Mm-hmm. The idea of faith won't get you where you want to go. It's how do you use that faith? What do you do? Mm-hmm. What actions do you take mm-hmm. that reflect that you have faith in a positive outcome rather than a negative outcome? And, you know, again, it's so interesting in working with people and hearing how people language things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I language things horribly for myself many times. So the, 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 the stone I throw from my glass house, you know, I get that. Um, but many of the women in the jail have a very strong Christian faith. And their language is, the devil is just around the corner. And they'll mm-hmm. speak this a lot. The devil is on the lookout. The devil is waiting to get me. The devil is going to come around that corner. The devil is in that judge. The devil is in that. And and I'm and I I I, I struggle with how to to just kind of throw out the possibility that if they're always looking for the devil, that that's what they're going to find. And what you, that last sentence, read that last sentence of what Jesus did, did he? His faith in good was equal to the average man's faith in evil. It was not a different faith. It was a different use of faith. Because it does seem like in many times I, you know, I have this, and in, in clearly the women talking in the jail have this idea that this, you know, not good result is 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 this big huge looming thing and how to shift that to you know the best result the perfect result is the big looming thing yeah and to know that's all you know that that's all Jesus did that's all he did that's all he did that's all we need to do we could do that simple i like that paragraph a ton simple and, it, and I think it is interesting, and I, you know, I have a lot of philosophy on why this is, but there's a lot of language around, you know, that Jesus was so different and Buddha was so different, and we certainly couldn't expect or believe or hope or want ourselves. It's blasphemous, actually. Mm-hmm. It's blasphemy right. for you to think that you are equal to mm-hmm. Jesus. You know, it's funny, this Wayne Dyer keep, you know, I read a page a month, so I'll be able to say that I'm reading this Wishes Fulfilled book for four years, but, he, he, you know, he has that quote from the Bible that Jesus said, greater works than these ye shall do. Exactly. And so, it, you know, Jesus himself threw out that little nugget that each of us have this opportunity to do greater works than he did. Right. Yeah, that is... Um Conveniently looks beyond often, but there are a couple. There are several places where that is the message that you know. I am showing you the way. I'm not my way. I'm showing you the way. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm just the the example, mm-hmm. not the exception. And so, um, yeah, what do we have faith in? We have faith that our intention is a God-given intention and by God, it's going to happen. By God, there's no, there's no stopping it. There's no stopping it. And to have that attitude that there is just no stopping of it. And, and how, is it, how is that next step going to present itself today? Where is it going to come from? And to not, to not second-guess it or to, you know, when you have that knee-jerk feeling, oh, I need to go left, and you think, well, where did that come from? That's silly. I always go right. I shouldn't do that. That's ridiculous. What's that about? But to, you know, be able to take that leap of faith, where does that phrase come from? A leap of faith, a leap of understanding that, you know, something is pulling me in this direction, and even if it's unfamiliar or uncertain or, you know, makes me think I'm crazy, nobody does that. Why would I do that? You know, all this language, if I just take that leap of faith and do it, you know, the the heavens start to sing. There was a um, Facebook friend who posted recently... um, a takeoff on the idea, you know, the, the um, I don't know, it's not a riddle, maybe it's a conundrum. Anyway, that the, <laughs> the question that we've all heard, you know, if a forest falls in a tree and there's ah. nobody present, does it make a sound? Yes. Right? Right. And, and so his takeoff on that was, if you have an idea, and nobody else thinks it's a good idea, but you keep having this idea for your life, for who you you know who you should be, how you should be. Um, and nobody you share this with thinks it's a good idea. Is it still a good idea? That's a good one. I like that. And so, uh, in this context of faith, mm-hmm. it's like. You know, I'm sure there are some ideas that, you know, if you look at it from a social context, if you have an idea and you think it's a good idea to go shoot up the school down the street two Mm -hmm. blocks away, and you've mentioned it to ten people and all ten people are saying, that is not a good idea. Okay, it's probably not, it's not a good idea because we live in a culture where that's not acceptable and it's illegal and, you know, from a moral standpoint, you're killing kids and teachers. But his post, of course, was in the context of, you know, you have a good idea of what you want to do and it's not hurting anyone. Right. Because that's part of the spiritual law. The universe always says yes, as long as it doesn't impinge on the rights or the good of other people uh, who have their own ability to choose, you know, what they want. And, um, and if you have competing desires with someone else, you know, the universe is going to go by, okay, who believes the most in what, what, who has the most energy and what's going to move them to their highest good, you know. Um, and in that sense, it's not a competition. But just this idea, like I, if I had the idea that I really wanted to, I don't know, move to Africa and I, it just wouldn't let me go and every time I mention it to someone, 
You know, they would be like, oh, you can't move that far away. Or, oh, the healthcare system isn't good. Or, oh, it's too crowded. And, oh, you don't speak French. And, you know, in Senegal, French is the primary language. Did I even have to say they speak French in Africa? Yes, that's good. I didn't have to say that. Okay, go ahead. And, um, you know, blah, blah. Every time I mention it to someone, they're like, that's not a good idea. And here are all the logical reasons why. But it's still wells up within you. Yeah, it's like, is that God giving me yes, the intuition, the, yes. the whisper yes. of move to Senegal because you wanted to write a book about the impact of the slave trade, and maybe you need to go to where the slave trade is and live for two or three years and get the story from that perspective because you already got the story from the U.S. perspective, Right. Or could it be because I have a desire to, um, with my diversity and inclusion work, you know, it would put me in a whole other culture. And it's like, okay, practice what you preach about, you know, really building cross-cultural bridges. Go live somewhere else. It's like, am I seeing it from the perspective of what have I said is important to me in my life? how does this fit into that puzzle? Mm -hmm. And I should be looking to spirit for answers and clarity versus my ten friends who are not working on the same best and highest good that I am. What do they know? All they know is whether it would be a good move for them. And, you know, that little small voice, that intuition, that knowing, that idea that keeps coming back around, and it will come back around in all sorts of different ways. And if we're paying attention, again, I think that's kind of the thing. Faith must have a lot to do with paying attention, because if I'm paying attention, I will see affirmations of what my big picture is. I will see ways to move me towards that big picture. And then I will, I will, you know, have the energy and the... Um, and the faith to to take that action, to be, you know, in it. Yeah, and as you were saying that, what struck me is I will see the pattern. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will see how this fits in, how this is a piece of the puzzle, or I will see the pattern of this keeps coming up maybe a little differently each time or from a different angle. But mm-hmm. here's the pattern. It's moving me in right. this direction. Right. And, oh, and back to where we started, actually, there you go. that I may not see the whole ten steps. It's clear this is my next step. Yes. And what do I need to do to make this next step happen? And it's like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> no, not a scavenger hunt. What are those where they you go and you get your clue here, and oh, then once yeah. you get there, say, it yeah. gives you the next clue mm-hmm. for the next place or mm-hmm. the next thing to get? That's not... Well, it's a scavenger hunt, but it's a, like a sequential hunt. Mm-hmm. You only get one clue at a time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what life is about. And if we walk in faith, we ultimately get to the destination. Absolutely. Okay, well. That's it. That's tying up our discussion about faith today. I uh, hope that you will join us. If you are interested in other topics, please and. And just pick shows. you got almost 200 to choose from. And until we come together again, say, say yes, yes to, to spirit. spirit.
Get pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. Da -dum -da -dum -da -dum -da -dum -dang -dang. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Da -dum -da -dum -da -dum -da -dum. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.